Hello. Welcome, everyone. This is Cindy Silva. I'm happy to be here again and holding space for another wonderful conversation. And today I have on the phone with me Tony Petranovich, and we're going to be talking about the I Am, which I'm really excited about. I've been reading up on the material, and I wanted to share a little bit about Tony with you before we open it up and have her step forward. But let's just hear your voice and, and have you come forward and say hi, Tony. Hi, everybody. I am here waiting to talk with you happily. <laughs> Yes, and Tony is on Lopez Island in the Pacific Northwest. Um, it's just a lovely area. I can't wait to come back. It's been many years, but we'll. Um, I want to make that happen for sure. So Reverend Dr. Tony is a clairvoyant, a clairaudient, and kinesthetically aware of the invisible world since birth. As a master teacher, she is absolutely committed to assisting all spiritual seekers around the world to remember their they are I am. Accessing her superior ability to interact within the worlds of spirit, Tony gently, discreetly, and unequivocally leads the initiate to the emergence of sacred awareness in form as I am. Tony's also a spiritual video producer, an international author, an inspirational speaker, and the creator and webmaster of five extensive websites. We'll be sharing some of those after the conversation so you can access her tools and her show store where she has some CDs and books for sale. She's authored three paperback books. One is called The Call, Awakening the Angelic Human. Another is Divining Truth, Straight Talk from Source. And the third is Designing Truth, The Audacity of Intention. Tony also has over 200 YouTube videos online. You can find those on YouTube and subscribe to her channel. In addition, and last but not least, Tony is an internationally acclaimed acclaimed as a compassionate, inspirational, and experienced teacher. Tony's a member of the American Metaphysical Doctors Association, the Institute of Noetic Sciences, and a licensed investigator with the Institute of Technical Energy Medicine in East Petersburg, Pennsylvania. The website that you can tune to if you'd like to while we're uh, having our conversation today is sacredspaceswa.com. WA stands for Washington, where she resides. And the Living I Am is a course that Tony's going to be offering online and for the first time through Zoom. So this is exciting, the, this new platform. And I'd love to have you come forward and share a little bit about the I Am and anything I missed in your bio that you'd like us to know about you, Tony. No, that's lovely. Thank you very much for reading that. One of the things that I guess I could put in my bio is that I tend to be really practical. Um, like somebody emailed me the other day and asked me if I could help them figure out the spiritual reason that they're having a malady in their body. And I said, well, let's go back to what's happening with your body, the physical what does your doctor say? Let's look at it from that standpoint because if a person is, say, for instance, ill or unhappy or not feeling well, the idea of trying to be spiritual, quote-unquote, 
is probably the farthest thing from their mind because their body is so uncomfortable. So when we let our animal bodies tell us to pay attention to the body itself, then we begin to open the doorway for more etheric information. So I tend to be really practical with everything, and that's one of the things that I want to do with this course. The Living I Am course I've been teaching one-on-one with students for um, probably a year and a half now. And one of the things that I realized is that some people do better in groups. Some people feel um, maybe just put off by having to just talk to one person. We, we, we were doing it on Skype. Now I'm going to be using Zoom for this group course. But I had talked with a few people about how um, the reservations were keeping them from expressing just with me as easily as they might want to. And one of the things that came up was that a lot of people like, like to work in groups because they like to hear what other people have to say. Back in 2011, we put on a weekend summit in St. George, Utah, where I presented material over the weekend to 100 people. And on Sunday, most of the people were leaving, but not everybody. So I asked the resort that we were at if I could use one of their other rooms, because we had only rented it for a specific period of time, um, to just meet with these other people who had, were still staying until the Monday came and they were going to fly out. So they gave me a smaller room to use, and I offered to do a reading for everybody in the room while everybody else was listening. So I you know, counseled them not to say anything that they didn't want everybody else to hear and that I would give them material that I received from Cosmic Consciousness based on their questions. Well, about halfway through the afternoon, one of the people raised their hands and said, you know, it's just amazing. Everything that we're asking, everybody's asking the same questions. Everybody thinks the questions are just particular to them, but they're not. We're all asking the same questions. And that's what it will come up in a group. So the people working in the Living I Am course will begin to see that their own reservations, their own fears, their own anxieties, or whatever is keeping them from truly feeling their own divinity is something that's shared by others. And that they don't have to feel as though, you know, it's just me. Oh, Sam over there gets it, and Sam is, you know, really enlightened, and he's great. But look at me over here. I just don't even understand what anybody's talking about. Everybody will see that everybody's feeling the same thing. And that is one of the reasons that I wanted to do the group course. I tried a group course once on Skype, and it didn't work well because the person who had the slowest bandwidth then kind of ruled the show. We all had to wait for that bandwidth to catch up with whatever we were saying. Zoom doesn't have that issue. We did an introduction to the course on November 17th, and there were probably, I didn't count them, there were probably 15 people on, and we had no problem at all. And I know a couple of the people that I talk with regularly on Skype who are on the Zoom call, that sometimes our Skype connection doesn't work too well, and the Zoom connection was just perfect. So everyone's going to have an opportunity to see each other, everybody will have an opportunity to hear each other, and everybody will have an opportunity to speak, or not if they don't want to, to talk about the material that I will send them. The course itself is 10 lessons, and each lesson is just two pages with a double focus at the bottom. Focus on this. Okay, after you've done that, now focus on that. And we will meditate on that, that the focus of that week for two weeks, and then we will all meet again and discuss what the meditations brought up. 
So that was a fairly lengthy answer to your question about did you miss anything in my bio. I just really wanted to stress the practicality of this because mm, yes. part of the thing that happens with people, especially in the new age woo-woo world, as I like to call it, is that everybody thinks that everybody else is having all of these you know, out-of-body experiences and why aren't I, when everybody is really experiencing themselves as the divine. And when you see your life that way, literally, like yesterday when you and I were having our conversation and you said, what's a one-liner about your course? It's seeing the world through the eyes of God. How would God, which is the I am, just using words here, see this situation, this person, how would it see this experience or this expression of its own divinity rather than what the mind says? Because the mind is going to jump up and come up with all of these beliefs that say, no, it's this way, no, it's that way, this is right, this is wrong. And all of that is just personal and relative to who raised us, where we were raised, and what religion we were brought up in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what we're subscribing to in terms of information. Well, there's so much in what you said that I want to kind of bring together. And um, first of all, when you were talking about the previous technology you were using with Skype and the bandwidth issue and how the person that had the least amount of bandwidth was sort of dragging the whole group behind, and now you're upgrading to a new platform where everybody's uh, bandwidth is equal, it sort of feels like a migration in consciousness where, you know, when um, when there's a density in the consciousness, if you will, where certain people are still living in um, a reality based on seeing themselves through the eyes of others in the external world, that sort of drags consciousness down and back and slows down the... Um, the pace at which we're able to see the truth of the reality that the I am is expressing and living through us. And now this new platform is sort of reflecting to me, you know, metaphysically, metaphorically, that um, our technologies are kind of showing us the direction consciousness is going, like there's a, um, a leveling out now that more information is available to more people all over the world and we're all coming into this information together um, and supporting each other and seeing the I am through ourselves and each other. And when I um, was in the conversation with you yesterday and I asked you the question about what is the main objective, what do you want people to get out of this course, I heard you say that my objective is to get people to see uh, that, how was it now? I can't find my words. It has to do with that um, they are the I am. Not, not this, I mean, what you said today, I think it's all the same, but you were saying how the I am sees the world, but how the I am sees itself through them or as them. Is there any mm-hmm. difference? Is it all the same? What would you say to that? Well, it has to be the same because there's only one. So I'm glad you brought that up because it's a good point to make. When we feel as though there's someone out there, the other, that we're separate from because they're doing this and I wouldn't do it that way and this is right and this is wrong, that separation doesn't really exist. 
is based on the belief systems that we've ascribed to. So when we are seeing ourselves as the divine I am, that other person is also the divine I am. And interestingly enough, and people can really muse on this, and I would I would ask the listeners after we get through talking today to really think about this, what I'm going to say right now, because it's it's a real eye-opener. No one's going to do anything in front of you, or you're not going to view a situation and get upset by it unless it has some important meaning to you because you share the same attributes. And people will say, well, no, 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 I just watched, you know, a murder on the news and I would never do that. Hmm. Okay. Think about the person who you're watching, not that I'm condoning it by any means, but think about the things that we see on the news that instigate anger and fear. It's because it is resonating with us in some way. And when we really allow ourselves, and this is one of the things that I want to do in this group, when we allow ourselves to see ourselves that intimately and to really know ourselves to that depth, then we know our true divine nature. Because divinity includes everything. And this is something that it's really hard for the human mind to accept, that the things that we think are so awful and off-putting and wrong are part of the divine. Right. Because all that is, is all that is. So whatever we are deciding is the way we see the world, can we move into a place where we see it all as equal? See it neutrally? See it impersonally? And that's a huge jump for a lot of people. It's a huge jump for the mind to accept that because of the way we've been raised. If we were raised differently and we believed differently, then it wouldn't be. But we've been given specific, you know, ifs, ands, or buts that we're supposed to follow. And if we don't follow them, what's going to happen? So when you're talking about seeing me saying seeing the world, through the eyes of God, or seeing themselves through the eyes of God, it's actually the same thing. And when you see yourself divinely, then you will see everything else divinely as well, which doesn't mean that you like it. And that's a big one. It doesn't mean that you have to accept it and say, oh, yes, give me more of that. You simply see it as an experience that another person is having, and you never know. You never know why the person is having that experience. You can only assume that you do. Thank you. So the question then that comes up for me is that um, there's the I am, and then you're referring to the you that doesn't like it. So who is the you? Is this the personality? What is the you? That's that's the personality. Well, it, it it includes the I am because the I am is oh. all that is. Okay, yeah. so all that right. is is all that is. Right. And you, me, you, is part of that. And, but, the ideas that the you or the me creates are an invitation. Like some people will say, especially like on social media, if you post something similar to what we're talking about right now, and I do regularly, mm-hmm. 
then people will come back, and some people understand, and some people will say, well, aren't we really here just to enjoy this place, and aren't we really here to, to really love what's going on here and take part in it? Well, yes, we are, of course, except there comes a time when the ego personality is no longer satisfied with itself, and then people become, quote-unquote, seekers. There must be more. There must be something else. So the you or the me, begins to say, okay, this is all great. I love being a mom, a secretary, a waitress, a ditch digger, a president, or whatever I'm being. But there's got to be more than this because it's our natural inclination. It's our natural yearning to recognize the divine heritage that is our, our real state. And if it doesn't happen in this lifetime, it'll happen in another lifetime. You have infinity. You have forever. So you can do it whenever you want to. But eventually, you're going to come to a place where the you is just not satisfied anymore. It doesn't make any difference how much it gets its desires fulfilled. It's not going to be enough. Or a person bottoms out. A person goes down so far in their life that they realize that there's absolutely nothing left. And all of a sudden they realize that there is much more that they haven't looked at. And not everybody has to do that. Some people do, some people don't. Mm -hmm. So it's really really about fulfilling that yearning. Yeah, and yet I feel like the yearning and the seeking comes from a seed of the I am... Yes. That's yeah, there's like a um a core there of expanding the experiences of the I am through form that's unlimited and never ending and that the personalities playing that out in kind of a shadow way where um it becomes an addiction of and consuming to the point of um, dissatisfaction rather than, you know, missing the point of that there's no goal, really, because there's no end. It's just the experience of um, opening yourself to the next expansion of a, a new experience to be experienced just for the experience but not for the achievement of some goal or something. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And and it's the experience itself that leads you to the next experience. Once the mind can accept, and sometimes this is a big step, that there is no goal to reach, Mm -hmm. that each moment, each breath is itself Mm -hmm. the experience, and that this is infinite, then acceptance is possible. But the mind really has to give in to this. And one of the greatest ways to do it is to simply, and I know people sit and they do different kinds of meditation and they follow different protocols, but to literally just sit with yourself. Just Mm -hmm. sit. Even if you do it 15 or 20 minutes a day and just watch your mind play with you Mm -hmm. until it slows down and you finally stop having that run of thoughts. And you can come to this quiet, silent place that is your awareness of the I am. Mm -hmm. And if this is done, 
Go ahead. I was just going to say, if this is done every day, eventually the person gets to a place where they can get up from the chair and take that with them. Precisely. Or that the I am can take the person with it into the world. Exactly. Oh, right. There's yeah. so many there's so many paradoxes in yeah. you know, right. this work. When I'm reading the lessons I'm reading ahead just because I love mm-hmm. how practical and simple it's every lesson is two pages and at the end there's two statements that you focus on for the week. So it feels a lot like in some ways the um Course in Miracles, but a super simplified version of that that's sort of like this um, cut to the chase, you know, um, about dismantling all the illusions and experiencing what's here now uh, without an agenda and mm-hmm. stripping away the concepts and the projections. And like you say, even just sitting in the moment with what is, even if it's pain, can you do that without judging it, trying to fix, change, or heal it, but just be with that experience of the I am experiencing pain in the body? Yeah, exactly. And lots of times people ask me, you know, well, don't, don't you go through things? Don't things happen in your life that make you unhappy? And I say, yeah, mm-hmm. not not often, mm-hmm. but sure. Well, what do you do? I literally stop what I'm doing and I sit down and I just ask myself, okay, why is this here? Where is it coming from? And I just follow it. And it's and it's the most evolving, expanding experience to watch how if you follow a thread, because we all know ourselves better than anybody else does. I mean, we all live with ourselves. If you follow your own thread back, you will usually find it somewhere in your childhood Something happened to cause this, and you're still carrying this, and here you are, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, and you're still carrying subconsciously this that just brought this pain, and oh, okay, great, now I saw where that came from, now I don't have to be caught up in it anymore. But you need to take the time to do that. Yeah. And in our fast-moving world. Go ahead. Uh Uh-huh, go ahead. I was just going to say in our fast-moving world. world. Yeah, well, in our fast-moving world, who who takes the time? We live on an island. I mean, we are blessed and graced. I'm sitting here talking to you, and I'm looking across the street at this huge pine forest and a beautiful bay of water, and it's absolutely Mm -hmm. silent except for you and me. Philip and I, my partner, went to Seattle last week to do some errands, and we went to a mall. It's called Bellevue Square. I had to leave. I, I stopped doing the shopping I was going to do because there was so much noise and people were moving so fast and running into you because they're busy texting that we we just left. And I said, okay, so we were really uncomfortable there, but those people in there were really happy. They were all having a really good time and you could see it because that's their that's how they live. That's their standard of living. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if somebody lives in an apartment down the street, can't wait to go to the mall and see their friends and play on the phone and do everything. Not judging them at all. It's just mm-hmm. that that's become the norm. So mm-hmm. who's, who in that in that area is going to take the time to just sit down and say, okay, why am I hurting because so-and-so said this? Why Why is this pain coming up for me? What's going on? 
Mm-hmm. And you have to decide yeah. if that's what you're going to do. Yeah, right. It is a choice. And my question then would be, like, when you said that about people asking if you have challenges and you say, yes, of course, I'm human, I do, and then when they come up, you ask the question, why is this happening? Where is this coming from? Isn't that even a distraction to ask the question versus being just being with it without needing to to know, to label, to track, to define it? Wouldn't it just be sitting with the I am, having the experience, be getting out of the mind and out of the story? You can do that, absolutely, and I agree. I personally like to know where things are coming from. And this is the practical side of my nature. And I can use an example. For instance, years ago, my partner left to go to a job. He was doing land maintenance here on the island. And I and I saw him leave the, the driveway. And I felt awful. I felt uh, left. And I thought, okay, well, that was interesting. Why do I feel left? So I sat down with it, acknowledging that I am I am. What what in my body is saying that it feels left? What's going on? And I just sat with it, and I just followed the feeling until I got back to when I was five. My father left one morning and was killed, and he didn't come home. And my mother did not allow the children to grieve. We were just supposed to carry on with life. Let's just keep on moving. Daddy's gone. Let's just keep life moving on. And I thought, oh, it came from there. Okay, so that's in myself. That's part of my body. Mm-hmm. And now I recognize it for what it is. So when Philip came home, I told him about it. And I just said, you know, before you leave, it would be helpful if you just said goodbye to me. And he said, sure. And that, and, and it was gone. And it's never happened again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's real. That's the practical side that I'm talking about: is realizing that your physical yeah. body is saying things to you, and if you pay attention to it, then you can get rid of it, so that you don't have to live with it, pretending that you have to be spiritual, even though you're sitting here crying. Right. So in that case, if you would would it be true a true statement to say that the I am, which is everything was experiencing itself through your DNA, if you will, or your physical biology, physiology, as being triggered by that activity because there was an emotional trauma that wasn't allowed to be acknowledged when you were a child, and that that, that the I am, as it flows through you, experienced that emotion through you individually based on those the combination of those things? Are you seeing it as the I am in relationship to the vehicle, the instrument of the body as it expresses through that that the combination of those two things brought that up? And as you address it, you create a greater bandwidth for the I am to have an experience through you without that because you've put in place now Philip saying goodbye to you when he leaves so you don't get triggered? Is that what you're saying? Is you're creating the environment to support um, feeling secure? Or what would you say that, that your intention was in um, 
asking the question, what is this, and and following through with that, what was your intention? My intention was to get clear with what was, we could use the word distract. I don't really like the word distraction because there didn't, we don't really get distracted. We get attracted to something else because uh-huh. it's all about attraction. So what is attracting me to this feeling? I want to know what's attracting me to this feeling because I don't want to have to be attracted to it again. It's, it's not comfortable. Right. And as I am, I know that there is something that the ego personality is, quote, unquote, attached to that it, I, I, as I am, would like to detach from. But yeah. to pretend that I can just talk myself into it, I'm not going to do that. I want to know where it's coming from. And mm-hmm. when you get to that place, because as I said, we all know ourselves. We all know what our foibles are. We all know what those attachments are. When we address them, then we get clearer and clearer and clearer. And the beauty of it is, because we are all one, the clearer each of us gets, the clearer all of us get. Right, exactly. Because we're just rippling yeah. that out into the pond. So all the water yeah. is getting clearer and clearer because we're getting clearer. Instead of pretending that I shouldn't feel this way because I am spiritual and and you're trying to push it away instead of saying, okay, what what is this really? And then if it's something, and this is something I, I teach a lot about. In fact, I just did my newsletter on it. Um, if it's something that is because someone said something to you that hurt you, you, you've decided you're hurt because this person has said this or they've done that, then I go into absolution. And I have an absolution ritual on my Sacred Spaces website in audio, text, and video format, free for anybody to use where you absolve, and this is more than forgiveness, you absolve yourself first of any wrongdoing, and then you absolve the person or the situation of any wrongdoing because all you are is I am having an experience together. Exactly, yeah. So this absolving is something beyond forgiveness because there's no wrongdoing. There's no acknowledgement of wrongdoing, right? Right. And I use absolution all the time. I used it the other day when I opened up a head of lettuce from the local health food store, and it was less than pristine. I immediately absolved the the store itself. I absolved the people who produced the lettuce. I absolved my feelings around finding the lettuce in that state. I just I just kind of live in this state of absolution because you're putting it back into solution, and you're going, okay, I've just gone, oh, yuck, look at this lettuce. Okay, now we're in a state of absolution. We're just going to say, oh, this lettuce, this head of lettuce is going out to the chickens. This one is going to be wonderful. And you put it into a, back into solution, which resolves the problem. So I say you absolve to dissolve to resolve. Oh, I love it. All goes back into solution. Beautiful. So it's a good opportunity to talk about your website because people are going to want that resource. So it's sacredspaceswa.com, and is there a certain page on your link? I think it's the third one down. If you look, the the navigational bar is on the left. I think it's the third Uh one down. It just says absolution. Just click on that, and there's there's the ritual there in text. There's... uh, a video of me taking you through it, and there's um, a link to an audio that I posted so people could just listen and follow that. Okay, thank you for that resource. And and while you're on the website looking for that link, you can also click on the Living I Am page 
to learn more about the upcoming course. Um, there's a lot here that will support you in releasing your hold on beliefs and let go of personal attachments so that you can become aware of your divinity as I am. And let's see, what else can we share with people about the I Am course that we haven't said already? Well, one of the things that I would like people to consider is that because there is such a religious-slash-spiritual overtone to everything having to do with the word divine, I am, God, etc., it tends to put you off sometimes if you feel that you can't achieve it or you can't get to this place that your mind already has constructed. Your mind said, well, if I get to this place, it's going to be like this, and you've got this picture. I want all those pictures to go away, all of those imaginations to go away. And to use the course from the standpoint of, I have absolutely no idea of how this is going to turn out. I have absolutely no idea of what the I am is. I have absolutely no idea of how it's going to affect me. I'm just going to surrender to whatever happens and see what happens. Because then when you do that, the mind has an opportunity to quiet down and release its constant drive to know and be right and say, well, yes, well, this matches this. This is kind of like that. So that you're constantly comparing what you believe the I am is to something else. And just mm-hmm. let it happen so so that you come into this place of the no thing, the void, the shinyata, where there is nothing. Because that's really what the I am is. The I am is everything, but it is also nothing. Right. And in this very physical world, that's a big step to take to accept and achieve and feel comfortable with that everything I'm looking at in this room right now doesn't, in essence, exist except for me. Uh I've created this. Yes. Right, because everything we're projecting comes from within. We're projecting it out in our unique relationship to the I am. Right. And that could be a healthy or an unhealthy relationship based on how much the mind is, um, the filter of the mind, how dense or opaque that is versus transparent. So I do love that. Um, What you were saying about when you begin the process of living the I am, your mind will produce a number of creative methods to focus your attention on what you think or believe I am or is or could be because our human mind has a constant drive to know and be right and that is because we seek safety and security and so we are dealing with a physical creature body physicality dna that's not just our own but the the entire human evolution is within us and so that brings up something interesting too that when we are absolving um, issues personally, it's actually collective material. And as you say, when we do it for us, we do it for the whole. So I'm noticing a lot of 
the subconscious unexpressed parts of self that we've denied, hidden, repressed, um, coming forward now, not just individually but collectively, to be if possibly this is an application of absolved because it's creating a limitation on the I am. Yes. And I can give you a good example of something that happened once in a workshop I did back east that will also show people how strong this is. I was doing a workshop around the same type of material. It wasn't this material, but it was similar. And I did the absolution ritual with the people in the room. And we were sitting in a circle. There were probably 30 people. And we were sitting in a circle. And so I told everybody to choose somebody to absolve and that I was going to walk them through the ritual. So... We did. They Everybody chose their person, and I did it. And about two-thirds of the way through the ritual, one of the ladies' cell phones went off because she forgot to turn it off. So when we got through with the ritual, she looked at her cell phone, and she said, oh, my gosh, I have to tell you all about this. She said, the person I was resol- absolving called me during the absolution ritual. This is the person uh-huh. I haven't <laughs> talked to in two years yeah, because of because it. of what had happened between us, and I mm-hmm. was absolving this person, and the person called her. Yeah, we all uh-huh. feel each other. Yes, and those ripples go out everywhere. This is Doesn't something surprised that... me at all because the pattern was collapsing, the mm-hmm. old pattern of familiarity was collapsing, and it it made the other person reach out because mm-hmm. that. That old pattern was a, uh, became a stabilizing force in the way they experience themselves now. And when that was wobbling, the person mm-hmm. was sort of felt like reaching out to secure that again, the conflict, so that she could right. know she was in relationship to that other person. Now. Right. Exactly. Yes. What are you doing to our our antagonistic relationship? Agreement. You're destroying it. <laughs> <laughs> I rely on this tension. <laughs> right, yes. Don't take my stress away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. And, and we're laughing at it, you know, um, because that's a release. When we laugh, it's right. a release. Yeah, and it's a release. It is. So, yeah, so we can laugh about it because we can relate to it. Right. We, you know, we've all had that experience, so... Well, this just feels like such a powerful opportunity. You know, I was looking on your website. I know you're offering the course. Um, when you click on the I Am link on the website, the first one that comes up is the the Zoom course for uh, ten sessions, meets uh-huh. every other week, and the cost is one seventy five, which seems really fair because when I zoomed down or scrolled down on your site. I saw that you had offered it previously for 600 so is this a special? Are, are you offering it at a discount the first time, or why is the price so much different? Is it separate than the other one? Did you do one-on-one with the other one, or do you want to the other one the is, difference yeah, in the price? The other one is one-on-one. And, um, I see. That's ten, the one-on-one session is 10, ten hours with, with me for $600. The, I see. the group course is the group, so I discounted it because everyone is paying, let's say, put it this way, everyone's paying a chunk towards my fee for an hour. And mm-hmm. 
therefore I can lower the price. Right. And it'll 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 stay at that price. Um, one person asked me at the introduction on November seventeenth if people can kind of come in, say we're on focus three, you know, and can people come in at that point? And I said no. Once the the course everybody's enrolled for the course that starts January first, and I'm starting it on New Year's Day on purpose. Once that that group is created, that group is its own group. If other people want to do the course again later in the year, then I'll start another group. But the group itself is going to be self-sustaining. It'll be its its own community. So yeah, field. It, yeah, it's its own field of energy. That and if people want to exchange um, emails with each other or get to know each other better or whatever, if, you know, if they hit it off with one person in the group, whatever happens, is fine. But in the group itself, we're, we will stay as a group. Somebody else mentioned um, Zoom has the capacity for breakout rooms, like if because Zoom is used a lot in business where people will kind of um, mind map different ideas and then take them off into breakout rooms and come back and bring their ideas. We are not going to do that at all. The group will remain the group, just as though you're in a room with a group. You will stay as that group, and we will talk among ourselves as that group, and we'll be able to see each other. And I will record it so that if somebody, for instance, misses one of the sessions, they can go and see the video. Um, If somebody wants to enroll for the course and just watch the videos, that is possible too. I wouldn't recommend it as being the optimal way to do this, but some people's lives are extremely busy and they don't have the opportunity to be present at 10 o'clock in the morning Pacific time. So if that's the only way they can do it, then that would be all right too. But just to know that the group itself will be its own community and people can begin to feel secure and safe there enough to really talk about what comes up for them. Yes, thank you for reminding us that it is recorded because uh, 10 sessions every other week is 20 weeks. So sometimes the things will come up and you won't be able to be on every call live, but you you won't miss anything. And the lessons, I love that you're giving us two weeks to implement the lesson and the simplicity of it, it's just, I just can't say enough about the simplicity because all the things that are coming up that are so complex, um, I just noticed that the I am that that attracts or is attracted to certain things through me is not attracted to complexity anymore. Used I used to be. The mind used to be able to juggle multiple things. I was a multitasker, and I noticed I started dropping a lot of balls, and I was thinking, should I be concerned about this because my mind isn't working the way it used to? And now I think um, rather than be concerned, I'm celebrating the fact that my mind is only focusing on the things that are essential and necessary and the things that are extraneous um, are falling away. And I just find that I don't have the energy for certain things that I used to, and to be honest, I'm looking at those things and seeing they weren't really providing much of a rich experience um, as as I thought. So 
there's I sense a refinement happening where the focus of aligning with that, which is, um, I would say, resonant to truth mm-hmm. that is seeking to find itself in each other is basically cutting out everything that's, um, I call it a distraction, but you were saying more, your focus, your, I like what you said about that. You don't think of things as distractions, but more paying attention to what we're attracted to. And I guess basically I'm attracted to simplicity more now, and I used to be attracted to complexity. So it has to do with the level of mind that gets involved in filtering my experiences and commenting on them and um, labeling them and Going back to what you said, I use the word the Tao, which is Mm -hmm. the Tao that can be named is not the Tao, and you had a different term for it. What was your? I'm not sure what you referred to. The nameless? The nameless? Oh, the the nameless or the ineffable? Yeah, if if you can name it, then it's not it. I mean, even the fact we're using words today is one step away from it because it's it's nameless, it's, it's nothing, it it has no name and we say the words i am as some way to denote what we're talking about but in reality it it cannot be spoken mhm mhm so there's a question coming up i'm going to okay. um, ask it on the webcast and to kind of paraphrase this from Angela, and it has to do with the limitlessness of the I am and its relationship to the limitation of the body. Okay. So how do we balance that? So our bodies have limitation and the I am is limitless. Is that what the question is? Yeah, how do you balance the limitlessness with the limitation of the body? Well, to realize it's the limitless, the limitless has chosen to be limited here to experience limitation mm-hmm. because we're finite here. And we we do have limitations from the standpoint of having a physical body that needs specific things. And this this world itself, this dimension is a dimension of dual limitation. And we have chosen to incarnate here to experience that. One of the things that I like to play with is the fact that coming here is sort of the game of remembering. I am going to, I, as I am, am going to manifest an incarnation in a dimension that is dual. In other words, there's up and down, back and forth. And it's limited, and then I'm going to see if I can remember what I am. Let's go play the game. And mm-hmm. you get there. It's just like a video game. And pretty soon you get tired of this level of the video game because you get really good at it. You're really good at this level. And you know how the video games have different levels, and then you can go up a different level and it gets more yes. complex? Okay. So then you ratchet it up another level, and pretty soon you begin to realize that the limitation itself is the experience. 
and not to get caught up in it from the standpoint of I'm so limited, I wish I was limitless, you already are limitless. It's just that right now you're yeah. playing the limitation game. Yes. Yes, good. That's a great answer. Thank you. And thanks for the question. And then um Karen's question mm-hmm. is will there be any specific ways that you're addressing relationship romantic relationships? It isn't in the course itself, but we can bring it up in our discussions. I have a course called The Path to Union that is about relationship. Um, That's a one-on-one course with me. But we can definitely bring up relationship within the um, conversations that we have because a lot of the the material itself is going to cause things to come up, especially as we get into like probably about lesson five. Usually in any course halfway through, all of the you know what hits the fan because halfway now you're through. like <laughs> halfway through and I found this in workshop as well. You know, if it's gonna be a five day workshop, look out for day number three. Climax. Because here we go. The finite's gonna come and just say <laughs> All right, what about this? Um and we yeah. can definitely di- we can definitely discuss that um uh, in the group and in fact that came up in the introduction. One lady brought up who works with me one on one, one lady brought up some um, issues within her own relationship and how we had come to this resolution um, through the divine realization of the answers that she was looking for. And uh, we can definitely um, do that, yes. And the other thing I was going to mention is because people, a lot of people listening do not know me, if anybody Mm -hmm. wants to schedule a Skype conversation with me one-on-one before enrolling so that they can come to talk to me and see who I am, I am absolutely open to that. And I understand. Oh, that's really generous. Thank you for so, offering that. And that can be accessed if you wanted to go on my website that um, Cindy just told you about, the sacredspaceswa.com. Um, you, the email address is there on the contact page, and you can just email me and say, I'd like to set up a conversation. And we will do that. Oh, that's oh. really great. You're very committed. Thank you. Yeah. This is Carol's my life. question is yeah. yeah, you're you're totally devoted to helping people awaken to the I am. And Carol's question is will we be addressing finances as related to the I am? That's not in the material either. And yes we can. As I said, everything will come up. Um we can we can yeah, talk about whatever we want to in the group. I mean because we're totally, gonna talk about as you were saying, there's two. There's a, a double focus at the end of each of each um, chapter, and when you're focusing on whatever that particular focus is, other things are going to happen. Other things are going to come up, and if finances are on your mind and you can't focus on whatever it says because finances are on your mind, then we want to talk about it because that means that yeah. other people are experiencing the same thing. No one is doing it by themselves. Yeah. So that question will and, be on other people's mind, but one person will actually verbalize it. Right, and I'm glad Carol asked the question because it's been on my mind. I want to ask you, this is my question, um, how is this course different than other courses? Because I did see something in the promo about this is not another spiritual course. There's you know, there's something different about this course. I'd love for you to share that in your words at this moment 
how that how you're inspired to share the difference now. And when I said that, I wasn't necessarily referring to my courses because each of my courses has a specific intent. I'm talking about it from the standpoint of people taking, quote-unquote, spiritual courses. And going back to what I said at the beginning of this conversation is my practical standpoint about how spirituality can be addressed to make it real. That's why the course is called Living I Am rather than any other name. It is teaching you how to live physically, going to the store, going to the bathroom, cleaning the floor as the divine nature that you are without getting caught up in it should be a different way because it has to be more spiritual, which is all in your mind. Or so-and-so said, in this course that I took, so-and-so said that if we just you know, do this with these symptoms of transformation, then everything's going to be wonderful. All of that's going to go out the window. All of those beliefs go out the window. Get clear. Get mm-hmm. empty. Get rid of it all. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that those are baby steps, or as my partner likes to call it, that's the shallow end of the pool. Let's go into the deep end of the pool. Let's go where Uh there is really depth and stop getting caught up in all of these other ideas that do nothing but just play with your mind. Fluff. Fluff. Yeah, fluff. Yes. So here's another point that I want to bring forward, and this will be probably the last point we have time for, but I love this statement. It says, it is for you only if you are finally at the point in your life when nothing but being aware of your divinity will suffice. Yes. And that's what we were talking about earlier when we were saying eventually the ego personality says all of this is just not enough. There has to be more because the yearning that you feel, I am, is that yearning. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, and to get there, to realize it, you have to let go of all of the stuff that's shored up what the ego personality has believed is real or important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel another paradox in here where... The the yearning of the I am is a yearning that will never be satiated. And so when we we stop trying to satiate it and just experience yearning as yearning, yes, it gets satiated. Does that make exactly. sense? Exactly. Yes. Got it right on the head, Cindy. Great. Yay. All right. Yay. We, Yay. <laughs> we landed in a sweet spot. <laughs> we did land in a sweet spot. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Tony, for being here and sharing your generosity and that invitation for people to contact you through your website and reach out for further inquiry and clarity. If you're thinking about taking the I Am course with Tony, it starts on January 1st. Learn more about it at her website, sacredspaceswa.com. And let's see, share this link with your friends if you know people who would be interested in learning more about the course and joining us. I I will be taking and attending and uh, journeying with all of you on the course, and I look forward to seeing your beautiful faces on the Zoom platform. And thanks for stepping up and adopting the new um, technological upgrade, Tony, so that we can be with each other from wherever we are in the world and come together and and see and meet our family. 
of I am awakening beautiful souls, angelic humans, as you would say. One thing I did want to mention is that what we're going to do on January 1st, everyone will have the course book, but they don't have to begin before that. What we're going to do on January 1st is everybody's going to meet everybody else. We're going to make sure everybody knows how to use the software. We're going to make sure everybody's comfortable. I'm going to answer questions. We're going to make sure everybody understands the, the ebook that I send. And that's going to be an introduction. And then from there, everybody can start focusing on the first lesson, and then we'll meet two weeks later to discuss the first lesson. Oh, that's very clear. And you're just doing so much to make sure people are prepared and ready to receive the benefit of the community. So that, that feels really good. good. All right. So Thank is you. that the last uh, piece you wanted to add before we I close? Am, is there I am last? good. No, I am very good. Thank you so much. I am complete. And I appreciate everybody for tuning in. And um, I'm going to be sharing this replay on my website and through the WIND Network. And all of you are welcome to share it freely as well. Thanks for tuning in. Hope to see you on the course. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.